Dear listener, we hope that you've been enjoying the variety of podcasts that we have on our network. Now is your opportunity to help us by telling us a little more about you. Please visit jcastnetwork.org survey and complete our listener survey so that we can learn more about you and your listening habits. Again, please visit jcastnetwork.org survey. Thanks so much. You are listening to Two Minutes of Torah with Rabbi Danny, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Danny, please visit rabbidanny.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, and welcome to Two Minutes of Torah, Parashat Vayigash, Joseph's Other Side. As we emerge from the holiday season, it's likely that most of us at some time or another have turned on the television and found the movie It's a Wonderful Life on our screens. It's one of those classics of this time of year, and it's a lovely story about George Bailey and how he realizes how important his life has been to all of those around him. In the movie, the ultimate bad guy is Mr. Potter, who is trying to take over not just George Bailey's building and loans company, but the whole of Bedford Falls, exploiting the situations that allow him to control those less fortunate than himself. In this week's Torah portion, unfortunately, we might see a parallel between Mr. Potter and our own ancestor, Joseph. At the end of this week's Torah portion, after Joseph has been reunited with his family and his father, we read that there was no bread in all the world, for the famine was very severe. Both the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. And then we see how Joseph exploited that situation. First, the people came to him looking for bread and gave him all of their money. Then when their money had run out, they gave him all of their livestock. And then when their livestock was gone, they gave him all of their land and their persons themselves in exchange for the bread that they needed to survive. And in this way we read, so Joseph gained possession of all the farmland of Egypt for Pharaoh, every Egyptian having sold his field because the famine was too much for them. Thus the land passed over to Pharaoh. And he removed the population, town by town, from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Joseph, for Pharaoh, was able to exploit the situation of the famine to take control of the entire land of Egypt. And afterwards he then gave them seeds to sow in the land, and said, when the harvest comes, you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be yours as a seed for the fields, and as food for you and those in your household, and as nourishment for your children. While Joseph, through his interpretation of Pharaoh's dreams, was able to save the people of Egypt by preparing them for the famine that lay ahead, he exploited this situation to take control of the whole land of Egypt. While Judaism has focused on the idea of giving one-tenth to charity, In this context, it's one-fifth that is being demanded for the Pharaoh, potentially placing too heavy a burden on the people. And as we read this passage, perhaps with our modern eyes, it might not be that surprising to us that only a few generations later, the Egyptian people would turn against the Israelites, against Joseph's descendants, perhaps as a result of what had taken place all those years ago. For all that Joseph did to save the Egyptians and to save his family, The end of this story provides quite uncomfortable reading in the way that he exploited the situation for Pharaoh's gain. In Egypt, there was no George Bailey to protect the people. And at the end, with our knowledge of what would happen to the Israelites later on, perhaps this should serve as a cautionary tale for all of us. Shabbat Shalom.